evening denizens of internet wonderland. It's time once again to kick back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of the melodious cat streaming through your airwaves. As we veer once again down the rabbit hole, Good evening, denizens of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well this evening. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, we are your hosts. Starting off with the man to my right. He is my hetero life mate, my best friend, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. That's me. Yay. And of course, I am... The melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find us on our small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and illogical madness. You can always listen to this podcast and all of its episodes on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line saying hi or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, Feel free to email us at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Place Cheshire. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I had a small little frog in my throat. So I'll go ahead and cut to the chase real quick and enact the Sammy Sunshine Clause, which means at any given point in time, we will be clearing our throats. We may be taking a small break because, you know, Sometimes our voices do get a little hoarse and parched, so we do have to have uh, drinks and libations. And also, just in case, we are going to implement the Alley Simple Clause, which means at any given point in time, we may have some tasteful language that is not for the ears of anyone under the age of 18. But if you are under the age of 18 and you are listening, please be advised, we will probably be swearing quite a bit. So, Monkey, welcome back. Thank you. Good to have me back. Because, you know, you weren't on last episode, which was the interview with Lara Thomas, our right. favorite author, which she did say hi. Woohoo! I feel loved. I do. I do, really. <laughs> so, seeing how you had your small little break, I mean, I mean, this week has been pretty crazy for both of us. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of work. It is getting a lot colder in the frozen north. Yes, it is very, very chilly. A bit nipply out, just just a wee bit. Yeah, a wee bit is actually an understatement for those who do not live in North Dakota. Um, <clears throat> how can we actually compare the weather? Well, uh, uh, when I say wee bit, you know, it's it's because the 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 bit goes into the wee size. That's that's <laughs> my wee bit, you know. Yeah. Okay. So that actually makes sense. Oh. 
it's, it's the 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 hiding turtle, as they they say. You know, that's how cold it is out. <laughs> With all that being said, if that does not give you a mental image, then you know, you guys aren't thinking right right now. Okay. Unless if they're thinking about Ninja Turtles, which, you know, that's definitely... We're not going to discuss that because that just opens up an entire <laughs> other can of worms. But anyways, so tonight we're going to be discussing a little bit more about the Royal Rumble. We mm-hmm. we got on this topic um, the last episode that we were both on together. Yeah. So we're going to be touching up on the Royal Rumble mainly, um, some potential returns, some predicted returns, predicted matches. Right. And some of our guess, guesses on who may be showing up in the Rumble. Right. And also we're going to be talking a little bit about Dark Side of the Ring Season 3. Right. Yeah, the the Season 3 um, has been confirmed, obviously. It's supposed to be in production as we speak. There has been lots of... Uh, People talking about interviews that have been going on already, and it is currently set to air later this year. So whether it comes out in the uh, fall or winter months has not yet been told or determined yet. So that's definitely something that we are anticipating for, I know, myself and Monkey, but right. there's been a lot of fans of Dark Side of the Ring, especially after Season 2. Um, the producers of the shows have been flooded constantly with messages about when season three is coming out. Right. I think I might have sent a couple of messages, quite honestly. Probably. I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> hey, it's a good show. But it anyway, is, is. so let's kick this off the right way with our favorite beginning segment, Monkey Coconut News. So, Monkey, what is it that you have for us tonight? Well, with Monkey Coconut News... um. Even though it is a loved segment, it is also sometimes a bearer of bad news. Um, And the bad news that I've come into with the last couple weeks has been obviously the uh, passing of baseball great um, Hank Aaron and uh, the passing of legendary news personality, um, talk show host Larry King. Um, So for those who don't know much about Hank Aaron... Um, he was known as Hammer and Hank Aaron for his baseball prowess and his amount of home runs and runs he, he hit in baseball. A um, little bit of side note, um, he, he was originally started in the old already, at this point now, much uh, distasteful, as people would say, the, the quote-unquote Negro Leagues. Because of him being a black person, obviously. Um, he was not allowed to join the normal Major League Baseball leagues until uh, 1954. So he, he started off in 1952 in the in the Negro Leagues playing for the Indianapolis Clowns. But then he, he moved into the main MLB. And from there he stayed with the Atlanta Braves for the majority of his, his time in baseball. Um, and as for uh, Larry King, um, if you don't know who Larry King is, you've probably never watched the news in the last 30 years. Uh, Larry King has always been a very focal point, um, had his own little talk show, Larry King Live, and he did many of interviews with many of people, 
um, talking about a lot of different issues in, you know, politics, uh, sports, entertainment, whatever came up, he was kind of on the cusps of it. Um, and that kind of also leaks into what we're talking about tonight, because Larry King was actually a very huge pro wrestling, pro wrestling fan, so... And he, he had many a time series interviewed many professional wrestlers, including Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, um, Vince McMahon. Uh, he's pretty much interviewed any wrestler that has gone into the mainstream he has interviewed, including John Cena, The Rock. He, he's interviewed pretty much everyone. So, <clears throat> and actually, Larry King has actually been part of... Um... A couple of WWE pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. And granted, he's also been spoofed yeah. in WWE programming, especially dealing with the Monday Night Wars. True, um, true. <laughs> whenever they were um, making the parodies of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man who went over to WCW during that time frame. Right. So that was... Uh, <laughs> that also reminds me that the spoof on Larry King was also the referee during the mock Hulk Hogan Macho Man hmm. match for um, WrestleMania. Whenever yeah. they did that, yeah. So, so it's craziness. <laughs> so, to the families of Hank Aaron and Larry King, we here at Internet Wonderland would like to send our condolences um, during this time. Um, both individuals will definitely be missed. Um, so, just brief moment of silence. All right. <clears throat> so. Right on. Here we go. So starting off tonight's episode, talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Right. So, I mean, we did the comprehensive study on Dark Side of the Ring season one and season two. Yep. Kind of a deep dive and then the, the, the recut of the deep dive and then the re-recut of the deep dive. So for those who have been following the podcast, the first time that we attempted the deep dive of Dark Side of the Ring, it turned out to be six, seven hours long. Yeah. Then we had to re-record it, which was still over the allotted time that Anchor gives to put program up. Right. And then we had to come back one more time and shorten it to where it actually made a little bit under two hours. Right. So, by far, that one was a labor of love. It was a very strong passion project. <clears throat> and after season three, you can actually guarantee that we will be doing a deep dive into season three. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, chances are it will be more of a season four type um, episode, depending on when it comes out. Right. Uh, our season four, <clears throat> not not season four of... Dark Side Ring, no, they're not going to bring us in to do an interview with us about what we thought of season three, no. Although that would be nice. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, and we're, we're pretty close to their, their home base, you know. We're, we are just over the border here. Exactly. So. Even though the border's still closed to true. us. So, I mean, they can always make a jump over here. True, true. I mean, that'd be interesting. <laughs> so, let's get into some of the confirmed episodes that they do have for Dark Side of the Ring. Right. Now, <clears throat> as always... You'll notice that they always like to start off the season with a bang. Right. And there is no bigger bang to start off with than Flying Brian P. 
fulfillment. Yep. The the loose cannon, as many might have re- remembered him as in his uh, later tenure in WWF and WWE. So it's pretty much safe to say that he was Dean Ambrose before Dean Ambrose. Right. A, a lot of what Dean Ambrose's character is an homage to Brian Pillman as the loose cannon. Definitely. Definitely. He, he's, he's all over the place. And, you know, style-wise, not so much, but you could, you see probably a little more of the style that Brian Pillman had wrestling in his son, who's currently in AEW. Not, not officially signed him, at least not that I've heard, but he's been on a lot of their matches <coughs> on Dark and even kind of being highlighted some on, uh, what's their show called? Um, Dynamite? Dynamite, that's it, yes, thank you. Dynamite, yep. So, Which is the Brian Pillman Jr., obviously. Right. So it has been confirmed by Eric Bischoff that he is, has been recorded in interviews for Dark Side of the Ring. Right. So we can guess that one of the episode, one of the interviews that he's done is for the Brian Pillman episode. I, I would probably wager it, uh, but it, I would see him probably being in at least one of the other confirmed ones. Right. If If not a rumored one that I, I'm thinking in my head right now. And then also it has been confirmed that Stone Cold Steve Austin has been interviewed for Dark Side of the Ring. Now, <clears throat> for those who don't know and those who have, haven't been fans of earlier 80s wrestling with WCW, with Crockett, um, even to the Attitude Era, era of WWE... Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who during WCW was stunning Steve Austin, was actually tag team partners with Brian Pillman. They were the Hollywood Blondes. And some of their history played into their rivalry in WWE with Pillman coming in and with Steve Austin taking the Stone Cold Steve Austin character. Right. This was more of the building blocks of what made Brian Pillman into the loose camp. Right. And and for for those kind of keeping track, this is probably one of the first times that Vince McMahon actually touched on another wrestling company existing outside of WWE, WWF. Because most of the time, anytime someone showed up in WWE... Even if they had a background working for multiple different companies, they've acted like those companies don't exist. So um, just this storyline build of their past is one of the first major times they even touched on any other companies that they weren't in some kind of promotion with, like when they were in promotion with ECW or uh, even sometimes with Memphis Wrestling. Right. Those are the only other times that they've ever mentioned other wrestling groups outside of WWF, WWE. And then this was the first time that they made mention of any reference to something else, even though they don't mention WCW by name or Crockett by name or Mid-Atlantic or whatever names they were going by at the time. NWA. NWA, yep. AWA. They they never mentioned any of those other groups, but they did mention, you know, we were tag team partners before. And that's kind of the stepping stone or... Or, or jumping off pad there. Exactly. Um, 
<clears throat> so it has been confirmed that they're going to be playing a part in this. Um, another individual that has been interviewed, mm-hmm. and I know you're excited for this one because oh, yeah. you keep saying his name. So you go ahead and say this one. We all know him. We all love him. Well, he is well not everybody. The but... exalted one of the cult of Cornette. He <laughs> is the uh, proprietor of the the uh, Cornette collectibles, which is currently closed right now because of you know he's he's just giving me some time off. Yeah, but um, we, you, if you haven't guessed it by now, Jim Cornette. So we do love Jim, but I was hoping that you were going to mention Sabu. Oh, Sabu, Sabu, Sabu. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about him too. But <laughs> he he's been interviewed also, but uh, for what segments uh, they have not mentioned. But I, I I've seen on his postings on the the, the social medias that that he he was doing interviews. Um, with him and and uh, Melissa Code too, uh, the super genie, who right. I'm hoping is doing better now after her her recent surgery, but it is a, a new adjustment phase for her. So, but that might be also a possible episode that they might be throwing in there uh, with her current thing. Which, uh, for those who do not know, uh, Melissa Coates, the former super genie, and well, maybe even still super genie. I don't know, depending on how she feels. Um, recently had to have surgery where she had to have one of her legs amputated. So it was a very um, shocking thing for her, obviously, to have that happen. Uh, but I believe she is doing better from what I've seen with some of the posts. But, you know, it's still a uh, recovery phase for her, I assume. Right, right. So let's talk more about some of these episodes. Right. So one episode that <clears throat> that has been confirmed is Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm actually trying to bring it up right now, but for some reason my phone is being a jerk. I don't know Your phone is evil, evil, I tell yes, you. Yes, yes it is. Hold on. Uh, frontier. There we go. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling was actually a promotion in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, which that might be one of the ones that Sabu might be working <clears throat> with on, yeah, because he's obviously done a lot of stints in Japan. So, yep. So it was founded in July twenty eighth, nineteen eighty nine, and it closed its doors on February fifteenth, two thousand two. <clears throat> it had more of a hardcore wrestling style to it. So yeah, Sabu definitely may sounds like be a Sabu thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a lot of information on this on Wikipedia if you ever want to go on there and check it out. We're not going to go into too much detail about it, but it's one of the episodes that they're going to be discussing, probably almost in the same vein of Herb Abrams and UWF. Right. <clears throat> but another episode that they're going to be going with is actually another wrestling promotion, and that is Extreme Professional Wrestling, or XPW. All right. Which, uh, for those who don't recognize that, that was uh, one of the um, infamous companies that uh, had a fun little thing with uh, New Jack and, and Vic Rhymes. We actually discussed that. Uh, yeah. So from the, from the New Jack episode, which um, Extreme Championship Wrestling was just that. They, they focused on the hardcore matches. Uh, they, they were very... I would say they 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 try to keep up the attitude era appeal, 
where they try to make their uh, storylines a little more racy than, you know, what most of the other companies were doing at that point. And, you know, th- it worked for the time, but obviously after a while it was kind of a, you know, same thing, different day, basically. So right. So I assume there probably will be a, a talk about the, the rise and fall of that company. Right, which there's a lot of information relating to this one, um, especially with the owners of XPW also being arraigned in court right. for... Um, for pornographic content and criminal mischief and behavior. Uh, we won't go into do too much detail on that as well. Right. But <clears throat> until the episode comes out, then yeah. we'll talk about this. Oh yeah. We're definitely going to be talking about yeah, that. It That's all fair game. Oh, point. definitely. Awful. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So oh. the next one is yours. monkey. All righty. Well, the next one I'm going to say is the, uh, the Grizzly Smith family one. Yep. Which, for those not familiar with Grizzly Smith, being an old classic wrestler, um, he he spawned a couple of children who, who who made it into the limelight. One of them, the most famous of them being uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, um, his sister Rockin' Robin, who had a short term in in WWE WWF uh, women's wrestling for a while, and their brother, who is Sam Houston, who. I want to say he had a couple appearances in old WWF, but didn't really accomplish very much. So it's going to go into some detail about them and probably a lot of their demons that they had. As you can tell with Jake Roberts, he had many a demons. Uh, and I know Rockin' Robin had some of her own as well. And it's Sam quite- Houston probably had quite a few as well. So. so that one is definitely going to be an anticipated one. Right. Um, actually, Jake the Snake Roberts has been interviewed for that one. Wow, I, I would hope so because that'd be kind of awkward to be talking about him and you know him not getting a, a, his his part in it. So <laughs> true, true, true. Um, the next individual is Nick Gage. Yes, Nick Gage. Um, pretty much a very well known person on the independent circuit. I want to say he he has some stints in CZW and some other places. Uh, here, I'll be able to tell you. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with him personally, so, but I, I do know a lot of people have talked very highly of him and whatnot, so. So he's actually wrestled in CZW. Yep. He wrestled in Game Changer Wrestling, mm-hmm. and he's also done other promotions across the states and around the world. Right. So... There's a lot of information about him as well. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, so and just looking at information about him, um, it, it will be a huge focus on him being very heavily involved in doing deathmatch-style matches, which are, um, you know, the crazy old-school ECW, um, even whatever crazy hardcore-style matches they can think of. Um, ultraviolet underground, Iron Man matches. He he's done a little bit of everything, but those were his his main forte. So that's why I would believe those are his main focuses. And looks like he did uh, have a little bit of a legal issue in 2011, apparently, and that's probably why it, why he's probably gonna be one of the focuses on here. Right. Right. <clears throat> So one episode that I'm actually very interested in is the WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling joint effort 
which was called the collision in Japan. This was a well, collision in Korea. Oh yeah, sorry, collision in Korea, which this actually took took place in North Korea. Yep. And there was actually an interview with Ric Flair discussing this because you know it's very rare to have Western sports come into North Korea. Right. So this was a very big deal. Well, it was very, very uncommon for anyone to come into North Korea to do anything at all. That was not, you know, uh, at least a pro supporter of uh, Kim, Kim Jong-il, who was at the time the dictator, obviously. Um, but the main reasoning behind this, and uh, this is probably going to be something that's going to be touched on in it in this episode, but uh, for those who do not know... Um, Kim Jong-un, who is the current dictator of North Korea, was a huge fan of basketball, specifically the Chicago Bulls. And so he had contacted, at one point or another, Dennis Rodman somehow. And Dennis Rodman was talking with him, and since Dennis Rodman had the end with WCW at the time, this is what kind of led up to them being able to probably make this happen. So, we'll be waiting for the information more on that episode. So, and, and, of course, with that, that was why it was highly controversial, because obviously, you know, nothing happening in North Korea was very much looked upon as a very good thing, no matter who they were. They were always thought of as something that was a little bit more on the download that shouldn't have been. Exactly. And the final confirmed episode that they have right now is the story of Bruiser Bedlam. Yes. Now, for those who do not know the story of Bruiser Bedlam, he was an old-school wrestler. Right. (laughs) Who definitely had his demons, Mm -hmm. and at one point threatened to blow up a police station. Yeah. (laughs) So, this one's going to be interesting, to say the least. And uh, if I recall correctly, there, there have been talks on Jim Cornette's podcast of stories about Bruce Bedlam. I know they, they were talking about one time where they uh, were talking about where they got a letter from one of the fans, and he said about how he actually had met Bruce Bedlam uh, when he was younger and kind of just hung out with him and BS with him about wrestling. And this is the point where he made the, the, the comment that about Bruce Bedlam's, uh, you know, what, what happened and um, probably what led to the... Uh, possibilities on why he made these threats to blow up the police station but so that one is definitely going to be one of the more interesting episodes that they have just be ready for it um as of right now even though there are seven episodes confirmed season three will have 14 episodes so again this is another jump in the amount of episodes for the season considering the first season only had six episodes or eight episodes um i want to say eight Eight, okay. And then the second season had about eight or ten, so. Right. And then this one, obviously, is making the jump up to 14, so. So it's going to be good to see this, and that means that, obviously, there is obvious interest in it, and that is definitely good for fans like us who do hear about these stories and kind of want to hear, you know, the actual reasoning behind some of these things or even get some more point of views on what happened in the situations, and this is definitely a good thing to see, which obviously back in the heyday was not very common 
because, again, the biggest thing about pro wrestling was protecting the business, and anything that came up was, you know, if it wasn't part of the business, it wasn't part of the show. They didn't care about it. Amen. Yep. So we're going to take a real quick break, and whenever we come back, we're going to be hopping into our Royal Rumble analysis of predictions. It's, it's going to be a, a, a lot of craziness, um, a lot of rumors, and again, I would say they're all rumors at this point here, no major information, uh, but at least we know, at least at this point here for certain, about four matches that are on the card, exactly. maybe five. <laughs> so, <laughs> whenever it comes to this year's Royal Rumble, they're really, like, there's build actually we'll just discuss all of yeah. it here <laughs> after the break so stick around real quick and we'll be back in a moment yep.
And we are officially back from our break. Now, while we're taking our break, myself and Monkey, we had a very interesting conversation about a <laughs> a wrestler that we actually enjoy. Um, and he goes by the name of Grado. Grado or Grado, depending on where you're from. Now, Grado, he has somewhat of a rags to riches story. Right. You know, he's wrestled here in the States. If I remember, wasn't he part of Impact at one I point? I believe so. He was part of Impact for a while. Um, and uh, last I heard, and this is about 10 years ago, they were shifting him into like a producer slash trainer role. But I haven't really heard much since then. And that was kind of about the, the tail end of the Dixie Carter era at Impact. So after that, who knows what's happened. Right, but while Grado was a performer, he actually wrestled for ICW over in the UK. Right. And <clears throat> for those who may have heard of Grado, but if you haven't, we're just going to enlighten you on a specific topic relating to Grado. Um, Grado is a huge fan of Madonna's. Right. Grado is, well, let's give a little, a little context to Grado. Yeah. A lot of people will say Grado is the equivalent to a Scottish version of Colt Cabana. Yes, So he's definitely. a very comical wrestler usually, and um, he, he just his intro is kind of a comical thing, but it is also one of those very major fan participation ones that the fans actually just get into it so much. Yes, and his entire theme and his entrance is an homage to Madonna. Right. Now for those who are not aware, Grado actually petitioned to Madonna to use her song like a prayer. He wrote her personally. He was on Twitter. He was on social media during the time trying to get permission to use the song. Right. Now granted we do not know if Madonna actually replied. Right. But he still used it for quite a while. Right. And that's <sighs> one of the uh, things that uh, this is why it's such a big fan participation because who has not heard Like a Prayer <clears throat> by Madonna? Exactly. So <clears throat> now whenever he was in ICW, he actually had a storyline with Drew McIntyre yep. or back in those days, Drew Galloway. Yes. And during one show, and this show was about... Oh, man. Um, it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, was... it, it was at least within, at least about four years ago, five years ago at this point, because that was before McIntyre re-signed with um, NXT at the time. So he was wrestling in you know, the independent circuit and in ICW and in the UK, where he did become their world heavyweight champion. So this was about five years ago in right. the O2 Arena in Burning, Birmingham. Um, <clears throat> Drew Galloway came out dressed as Grado. Right. <laughs> now, for those who doubt Drew McIntyre's comedic presence and ability just to have fun, yes, you see it during WWE, but you definitely see it more while he was in the independence. Yes, and um, again, remember, he, he kind of got regulated into a comical spot toward the end of his initial WWE run. So, yes, he knew how to do jokey, gimmicky things, but this is the point where he 
after he kind of got more bulked up and into better shape, <clears throat> just imagining seeing him doing this was kind of very uh, off kilter, <laughs> to say the least. So I saw it like a while back, and this is Monkey's first time seeing it. So <laughs> Drew actually came out dressed in Grado's tights doing Grado's entire entrance of dancing and hyping up the crowd, hip thrusting, whole nine yards. And the best thing about this match is who his opponent was, that he was coming out to wrestle. That was the best part, because the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. it's." <laughs> so his opponent was Drake Maverick, but back in those days, he was known as Rockstar Spud. And... <clears throat> Rockstar Spud always wore a bow tie to the ring with his attire. And that was like one of his biggest like things, because from what I heard, he actually sold some of the bow ties at the gimmick table (coughs) um, in between shows. So (laughs) it's kind of amazing to see both Drake Maverick and Drew McIntyre before the WWE. Right. So, and also, this was during the time that Rockstar Spud was involved in TNA. Right. Now, granted, in TNA, he wrestled, but he didn't wrestle too much. Right. But, <laughs> anyways, we just wanted to share that a little bit. If you ever want to take a look at this masterpiece of wrestling comedy, go on YouTube.com, look up Insane Championship Wrestling, and the title of Galloweto enters the O2 in Birmingham. Trust me on this. This is Cheshire approved. This is hilarious. And on that note, this is my dark horse prediction to win the Men's Royal Rumble. Will be Grado. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> if Grado ever shows up to WWE, I know it's not going to happen, but you know, still, it'd be it'd be awesome. So let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and segue into our the lineup. Ro- <laughs> yeah, our Royal Rumble prediction. Yes. Now, granted, the build-up to the Royal Rumble, uh, it, it's it been lackluster. Yes. Um, and, again, with the pandemic going on still, um, I, I, I would say that probably had a huge influx on what's ha- what's been happening with the card. Uh, not only that, but them also having to, them pushing it back because <clears throat> they were trying to get fans for this because, again, the Royal Rumble is probably one of the most – fan interacted matches of or cards of of the entire wrestling thing in in WWE WWF exactly because it is the mo- it is the gateway moment on the road to WrestleMania right it is one of their biggest pay-per-views mm-hmm. um but it's one of those things that it becomes magical right especially watching the men's and women's Royal Rumble match um seeing who the victor is, knowing that they're going to go to WrestleMania, that they're going to challenge for a world title. Um, so it, it, it's a lot to take in for those moments. Right. And also, if you are going to watch the Royal Rumble, um, just to give you all a little heads up, do it the right way. Please get the WWE Network mm-hmm. or watch it with a friend Right. that has the network. Do not try to pirate it. Do not try to go to any illegal streaming services because WWE once again will be cracking down on this. Mm-hmm. So, let's go ahead and discuss some of the matches that we know right will be occurring during the Royal Rumble. Now, once more as we said, 
the buildup for this has been lackluster. They haven't really been announcing matches. And actually, <clears throat> this is the week leading into the Rumble. Right. And they've been doing this as of late with quite a few pay-per-views. Right. And, and again, uh, focusing on with the pandemic going on, there has been so many th- times where the cards have had to been changed because of people falling ill, people getting injured. So it's hard to advertise for matches. And even though WWE does like to tout that card subjects to change, they try to keep the pay-per-view cards as they are as much as possible. They do not want to change them. Right. So this one, this Royal Rumble is going to be pretty much a wait-and-see type pay-per-view. We already know that the two Rumble matches, of course, the right. men's and women's. Right. We know that the two world title matches. Right. The two two men's world title <clears throat> matches, technically. Yes, yes. You got the world and universal, I guess you can say, technically. Yep. And it's already been confirmed that Sasha Banks and Carmella will be facing each other for the SmackDown women's mm-hmm. title. Well, I, I say that's a good high <clears throat> possibility more than confirmed because they did say, yes, she's going to get a shot at, but they didn't quite confirm it yet. So that's yeah, one of those, okay, yeah. I, I say highly, highly possible is what I will say on that one. I'm going to say, even though, I'm going to say that it will happen due to the fact that they have to have a, t- a women's title match. Right. Now, I, I don't even know if they're doing anything with the women's tag titles or right. even with Oscar's title. Right. And that's the big thing. I haven't seen anything, any buildup for the Raw women's title at all. I mean, they did that match on Raw with her and Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss got a quote-unquote clean win over. But Alexa Bliss is ready to advertise for the Royal Rumble, so it would be a pointless venture to have her have a Raw Women's Style match at the Royal Rumble and then go on into the Royal Rumble afterwards. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk about some of the potential matches that they may have on the card. Right, and another one of the big potential ones I would say would probably be on the card uh, whether it's on the actual quote-unquote main show or on the pre-show, like they usually like to do, but um, the Raw men's tag team titles, because at this point here, uh, the only member of the Hurt Business that has been declared and supposedly is going to be in the men's Royal Rumble is Bobby Lashley, so that does leave the rest of the Hurt Business open for matches. Right. So that would be the Raw men's tag team champions, and... At this point here, the, their ongoing feud with Lucha House Party, for some odd reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Honestly, I'm not mad at it. Right. I'm really not. Due to the fact that Lucha House Party has been busting their butts. They have. And they, they, they've shown a lot of things. And and again, uh, they, they have been <clears throat> using them a lot more, may, mainly because of probably, you know, illness issues with some of the other people they've had on the roster. And lack of tag teams. Uh, yep, and injuries like uh, with Kofi Kingston getting his job broken recently. Um, so yeah, a lot of craziness going on. And so they, them having to to work uh, triple duty seems like almost because they're working 205 Live, they're working Raw, and sometimes they're working NXT. So. Yep, because they are in the Dusty Classic. Yep. So that... So it's it's good to see that they're being utilized more. Right. I mean, they do have a lot of experience. They do have a very dynamic style. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we do get to see that during the Rumble with, against um, the Hurt Business. Right. Now, 
granted, it's going to probably stay within the storyline. If this does happen, mm-hmm. the dissension between Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander as well. Right. And that, that will probably be the deciding factor of whether they decide to, quote unquote, you know, pull the trigger on uh, Benjamin and Alexander completely falling apart. Or if they're just going to keep teasing it until, you know, the next pay-per-view <clears throat> or next build-up area. Exactly. So <clears throat> another possible tag team match is, of course, for the SmackDown tag team right. titles. And once more, we say possibility because nothing has been confirmed. It would be the Dirty Dogs. Dirty Dogs. D-A-W-G. Dogs. Sorry. <laughs> so Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Street Profits. Right. Because, again, now apparently, uh, even though back when they had that whole shebang with, uh, you know, there will be no more rematches for title matches, blah, blah, blah. Uh, apparently now that people are getting re- title rematches now. And that was the whole storyline built up on SmackDown that, the Street Profits haven't gotten their uh, rematch for the tag team titles back yet against the Dirty Dogs after losing them two weeks ago. And <clears throat> that's actually similar to the women tag match, um, which is which it could still be a possibility, which right. would be Oscar and Charlotte versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler because in, on Raw, they've been discussing wanting a rematch right. against the champs. Right. Which, once more, there should not be any rematches going on but hey wwe likes to switch things up yeah and and that's what leads to the crazy title flipping all the time thing which is um one of the 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 things that they have with the 24 7 title which granted yeah it's it's more a comedy bit than anything else right now but when you think about it you know this is how you get someone to be a champion 47 times you know you you lose it you get it back. You lose it. You get it back. You lose it. You get it back. It doesn't give anyone any room to grow. It doesn't give anyone any opportunities, but under the circumstances. Yep. And that's why Charlotte is, what, a 12-time women's champion already? You because mean? Because she lost uh, it and got back the, the women's championship belt. Yeah. You know 14 what? 14 times in a row. I have my own uh, theory on why she's getting so many shots, but... We're whoa, not whoa, whoa. we're not going to discuss that at this point. Wait, we already did put the come up center mic. Yeah, true, on. true. <laughs> but anyways, um, so let's talk about and then the we... intercontinental title picture. Yeah, you know a possible a possible match would be Big E versus Sami Zayn. Right, and actually quite a few um, individuals on YouTube are touting this as a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now an. One dark horse that could be thrown in for a curve, and we discussed this a little bit, right. even though he may be in the men's Royal Rumble match, mm-hmm. is Apollo Crews. Right. And this is kind of a the, – the buildup that they that would be focusing here would be probably for a triple threat match because uh, of the recent actions on SmackDown where Sami Zayn interfered in the um, rematch that Apollo Crews was having with Biggie for the Intercontinental title where – the match was going pretty good, and you know Apollo Cruz had a, a very significant um, edge in the match at that point, looking like he was possibly going to win. Right. And until Sammy interfered, so yeah, it, he has a legitimate gripe to say, "Hey, I had that match won. You messed it up, so you messed up my title shot. You shouldn't get a title shot until I get my title shot." 
Exactly. And also, this is going to play more into the Apollo Crews storyline where he may be associated more with Roman Reigns. Right. So that's actually pretty interesting to see that build up and how it's progressing in terms of storyline. But but then I see I see Tay Long showing up and making it a a four way match with the Undertaker, and it's happening right now. Please. Even though there are rumors that Undertaker may show up out of retirement at the Rumble. Right. Is it a possibility? It's always a possibility. Right. Is it a probability? That's where it becomes... Yeah. <laughs> like, if anything, I don't really foresee Undertaker wanting to get out of retirement. Right. Because he needs to heal his body. He's been doing this for a very long time. He wants to spend time with family. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, as I said, is it a possibility? Yeah, there's always going to be that possibility. Right. So, <clears throat> let's talk about one match that may be one of the most anticipated matches out of the card. Right. Once more, possibility. Possibility has had the major buildup for since the last pay per view. Yep. And you know, it, it was one of those ones where the rumors have, were floating around that, hey, this is going to happen, but then they said no. He just said this. So is it not? And then this happened, and then you know the the uh, the destroyer showed up on Raw. <laughs> Oh wait, no, that was in the show. That, that was Randy Orton in the mask to to try to hide his burn, but the the biggest part of where the burn mark happened was showing his nose. So as I call Randy Orton right now, wearing that mask, uh, mask creator character number one. <clears throat> so we're talking about the potential for a Firefly Funhouse between the Fiend and Randy Orton, right. which during the last pay per view, Fiend quote unquote was burned alive. Mm-hmm. During the um, Firefly Inferno match, yep. Which, by all means, that was an awesome. It match. was a really great match. You know, th- the end was, yeah. <laughs> but it was a good use of the cinematic match. Yes. This was one where, if you were watching it, you would think it was actually still actually happening live. But then there are points where you're like, yeah, they couldn't have done that in a, a single take. So, yeah. yeah. Which I may actually watch that match again just because it was a pretty good match. Yes. So the buildup for this, as people know, they've been following Raw. Um, Alexa Bliss has been talking to a mysterious invisible figure, which we're both guessing is the Fiend. It's her invisible friend, the Fiend. Yeah. And, of course, her getting revenge on Randy in different ways, testing his patience and his resolve of sorts to Mm -hmm. see how dark and sinister he can be now there are some additional rumors relating to the fiend's return right and this has been touted on different youtube channels um a lot of different websites that the fiend is going to be coming back with somewhat of a new look a new mask right um there's some people that have been drawing up new ideas for the mask you can see them on youtube and everything um I, for one, if this is true and he is coming back with a new mask, I'm pretty excited to see what he's going to get. Right. Because with the original mask, he worked with Tom Savini. Right. And his company, which, for those who do not know Tom Savini, he is one of the best uh, special effects guys out there. <clears throat> and if you ever want to see what he looks like, uh, watch Dust from Dawn. Yes. He, he was Sex Machine in that and also, you can watch Machete and Machete Kills because he was the bounty hunter Osiris. 
Yep. Um, he was actually in um, Lost Boys 3 at the very beginning. He was the... Um... There is no Lost Boys 3. Yeah, there is. There is no Lost Boys 3. Yeah, there no, no. Oh, sorry. Was there is no Lost Boys three? <laughs> sorry, wasn't there is three. no Lost Boys okay, two. Okay, okay. There is the Lost Boys, and that's it. <laughs> calm down, calm down. But anyways, he was on. It was actually number two that he okay. was on. Um, yeah, that there's nothing. To but anyways, <laughs> but he's played in a lot of movies. He's done a lot of special effects. Um, so he is designing the new fiend mask, from what we are hearing, and it's going to be something that is just straight out of your nightmare. So they're 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 amping it up because I, I take it a couple of things probably happened, other than you know one, the 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 fiend mask uh, has run a course for a while, so you know it's time for for, for new merchandise, quote unquote. Yep. Uh, two, it is the the uh, the main original fiend mask is very reminiscent of the uh, the new fifty two rebirth Joker look. And that's probably one of the reasons why they want to change it up too, because it it does look like, you know, where he takes you know his skinned off face and Where's staples it back ass? on yeah. his face, and that's what it kind of looks like. And that's what I was thinking the first time I saw it too. So hey, I still found it awesome. <clears throat> so regardless, I thought it was awesome as well. But I mean, I can see where you know they might get into some potential legal issues with, you know, Time Warner, D, uh, T DC Comics. That whole conglomerate. Exactly, exactly. So, aside from the matches right. that will possibly be happening once more, possibility, mm-hmm. we do have to talk about some of the rumored returns that will be happening during the Royal Rumble. Right. Now, we've scoured YouTube for different ideas, and we've noticed that there's been a pattern of right. different um, content creators for some of these returns. Yes. So we're going to be discussing some of these returns right well, now. I think we should just kind of give a list just so yeah. of <clears throat> how long it's going to be. Yeah, cause so so we'll just kind of give you a list. Um, we'll start off with, with the list of the men's. You, you want to you pitch it off, and then when you get to a point, I can kick in when, when you want to trade off, or, or if you just want to list off all of them, and then, and then I'll list off the women's. I say let's go back and forth with it. Okay. So the first... Predicted um, participant in the Royal Rumble is Jason Jordan. Right. Because he hasn't been on TV in a while. He's been getting back into the ring. Um, He's been getting into shape for a potential return. Um, Recently, he's just been a producer for WWE. Um, As you know, he did suffer from a neck injury. Right. So So. so it's very similar to what happened with Edge. Exactly. So, um, second one, obviously, one of the, the heavy, 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 heavy rumored ones. Um, obviously, you won't be able to see him, though. It's John Cena. And we all know why. It's, <clears throat> yeah. They, they need the ratings boost. They definitely do. And, of course, anything with Cena is going to be money because he has that nostalgia to him. And, of course, he's always made some good Royal Rumble moments. Mm-hmm. So, another one, <clears throat> another predicted one in... This one isn't too much of a surprise, but then again, it slightly is, because he was actually supposed to be part of WWE's Legends Night, mm-hmm. but yet, for some reason, he wasn't able to make it. It's Carlito. Yes. So that, that's another one that a lot of people have been thinking about. Hey, you know, he's actually someone that's still in ring shape, so he's someone they can bring back and do some more, some more work with afterwards. Right, right. So uh, another person that uh, a lot of people are talking about, 
um, is gonna, that might make a return. And there's been many a pictures of him back in the gym, um, and possibly joining the, the the hurt business, Booker T. So that one <clears throat> would actually be very interesting, not only for Booker T to be back in the ring, which a lot of people want to see, but also his interaction with the hurt business. I mean. He would be that elder statesman yes. of wrestling to give more of um, guidance to the younger generation. So that would be interesting. Yes. Now, one that is interesting, and of course we're all anticipating this one, mm-hmm. it has to be the return of Edge. Right. I mean, <clears throat> this man was injured seven months ago during the world's greatest wrestling match with Randy Orton where he mm-hmm. tore his tricep. Um, he's hopefully medically cleared by now. Yes. So, I'm definitely into, I'm definitely anticipating that one. Yes. And then, um, as a follow up to that, uh, another potential possible person that might be returning um, is one of his old tag team partners, which is Christian, his kayfabe brother and also longtime friend <coughs> slash tag team partner. Um, and the, the rumors are that they're gonna kind of build them back into kind of a tag team again. So. Which would be good because since WWE is very lacking in tag teams right now, but we already know that Vince McMahon doesn't really like tag teams. So, yeah, true. I mean, honestly, at this point in time, if if Vince really wanted to really boost up his ratings, he needs to give tag team wrestling a right. major push and a major chance. So, <clears throat> another anticipated one, and mm-hmm. this one is somewhat of a wild card. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say the three magic letters, R-V-D. Rob Van Dam, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are touting that he may be coming back. Um, He's been in contact with the WWE. Um, They do want to use him as a competitor, more of a part-timer from what the rumors are saying. And he's recently got out of his contract with Impact Wrestling so this may actually be the opportunity for RVD to make a return to the WWE. Right. That actually rhymed. RVD WWE? Yeah. Ooh. Which we already know where this is going to lead, and this is where the Alley Simple Clause is going to kick in. Because you have RVD, one of the biggest weed heads in the fucking mm-hmm. world, and now you have the new generation, RVD 2.0, Riddle, which uh, I, I would say the, the best thing they can do with those two is they throw him in a tag team is Matt Real can't remember RVD's name. And RVD oh. can't remember Real's name. Oh. Because they're both stars, they can't remember what that one said. I love it. And their, okay. their tag team name should be Wake and Bake. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. But anyways, go ahead. Mike. Okay. <laughs> Going back on re- returns now, because we do have some more people <clears throat> on the list that are rumors to show up, but... We're keeping with the return ones right now. Um, so another one that they've mentioned um, as a possible return, but I kind of see it not really because I think they're focusing on having him. Well, they might actually. You never know. Um, is Jinder Mahal, who who had, who came back was from an injury to just to get re-injured. Um, but so the reasoning behind him being a good possibility to make the return is because since they're building up their NXT India right now or whatever they're going to be calling the, their uh, training facility in India, and Mahal is supposed to be a heavy impart, impact part of that company portion, so them bring him back 
to bring the limelight and shine onto him and onto India as a whole, it would be a big part for their boost for that. Fully agreed, fully agreed. And it would be nice to see Jinder back on. Um, He does have a YouTube channel where he does a lot of his fitness workouts. He's done stuff with Athlete X. He's done stuff with Seamus' Brave Change workout. So um, as of late, he's been in high spirits. So it would be good to see him back in the ring. So continuing on, and this one's more of a nostalgia point. Because if you have Cena, there's always going to be a possibility that the world's most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment is going to show up. Hulk Hogan. God, no. (laughs) I think the younger generation would destroy Hogan in a shoot (laughs) on that one. No, I am talking about The Rock. Because, you know. That was my next guess. You probably would have guessed Brutus the Barber, Barber Beefcake. Actually, I was one. going with right back personally, but. <laughs> oh, let's not even discuss that one. But anyways, um, yes, there are rumors that The Rock will be returning during the Rumble in some capacity. Some people are predicting that he'll be in the match. Uh, some people predict that he's going to be involved after the Royal Rumble to set up a program with his cousin, Roman Reigns. Is it a possibility? Yes. Is it a probability? Not so much due to the fact that The Rock's movie schedule. Well, right now it's kind of... (laughs) Well, because he's uh, actually filming for um, Black Adam. Oh. They're actually being able to film right now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing the filming for that. Yeah. That's right. Because Newsom decided, hey, movie stars are essential. Okay. I forgot about that. Okay. Yep. 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 So, okay. on you. <laughs> all right. Uh, another return. Um, this is kind of one of those, well, a return, but he's kind of been there all along. Just kind of out of hindsight. Well, we're talking about, you know, the the non-Anoi Samoan, which is Samoa Joe. Yes. He's, he's been there. He, he supposedly is cleared at this point. Um, it's just a matter of whether they want to do something with him or not. Um, and depending on how he wants, if he wants to do it at, at this point, because... <clears throat> Um, he's been a focal point on the Raw ro- uh, roster as commentator, so um, he's been doing that pretty good, and I think people will actually find him to be a little bit more entertaining than um, their, their their other commentators. So we'll see what happens. Exactly. So one anticipated return for the Rumble is a returning Jimmy Uso. Yes. Um, Jimmy's been out for quite a while with a knee injury. Um he has been. He did appear during the Roman Reigns um, Jay Uso storyline, but rumors have it that he should be medically cleared in time for the Rumble leading into WrestleMania. Yes. So either he'll be involved with the Rumble match, or he'll be involved in the um, match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens with with that being a last man standing match. Yes. So. I think we'll be able to actually lead that into the next person. Yes, the next person who would who would have something to say with, with Roman Reigns, possibly. Um, and that would be one of his old former S.H.I.E.L.D. members, former tag team partner and tag team title winner with him, which is Seth Rollins, is rumored to be coming back soon. Um, again, he took that time off for the, the, the bouncing baby uh, Rollins Lynch to be born. And, uh, yeah, he's due to come back soon, and this would be a good point to have him jump back into action and uh, give him a focal point. 
So another individual that could be involved with the Reigns Owens storyline is actually a Paul Heyman guy. Yes. So I do have to discuss this because this has been one of those predictions that has been touted on how he can return. And this is Brock Lesnar, the Beast Incarnate, the next big thing, Captain Big Head. Oh, did mm-hmm. I say that one out loud? Uh, don't hurt me. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you want to say that. Because <laughs> anyway. he does appear here sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he listens to this podcast. Probably not. But anyways, it would be surprising if he actually did. Yes. Um, I'd be afraid. But anyways, well. there's a possibility that Brock Lesnar could be returning to the Royal Rumble because once more nostalgia and also Brock Lesnar is always a big draw for the WWE. And plus he wants custody of Paul Heyman back. Exactly. So that is our prediction that he's going to be interfering in the last man standing match, um, causing a potential loss to Roman Reigns. Or some people are actually predicting that Brock Lesnar will interfere in the McIntyre versus Goldberg title mm-hmm. match as well. Which either way, yeah, it'd be exciting to see Brock Lesnar back. True, true. And well, um, back into the quote-unquote returns area. Um, another uh, wrestler we haven't seen for a while, um, and I don't think he's injured or anything, but uh, some people say he was probably taken off TV because of um, some heat he might have had from his because of his spouse, what happened with her, and yeah. that would be um, Aleister Black, who we have not seen um, for a while, and uh, this would be a good point of him being returning. Uh, whether they're going to go with his classic Dutch Destroyer gimmick or if they're going to go with his kind of weird uh, one-eyed, um, almost one-eyed, but not really one-eyed because he takes off his eye bandage. Snake mm. Pliskin style? I don't know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what you the, call it. the pirate look. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. That oh. one is kind of hard. Anyway, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, I just had a thought, but okay. Yeah, shout out to Paul Burchill. Yes, he needs to make a return, but okay. So, he's, not, he's not on the room list. But. No, 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 no. Although that would be one hell of a dark horse one to actually put on there. That would be great. Grado. Okay, so another individual that we have to talk about, which is another Paul Heyman guy, knows the theme with this one. Mm. The best in the world, the leader of the cult of personality, the straight-edge superstar CM Punk. Right. Now, this one's been touted for a good while due to the fact of some things that CM Punk has said on Twitter mm. and also in interviews that he would be open to a return with the WWE. Um, with his work with um, the WWE backstage yep. during the time, um, seemed like things were being smoothed over for negotiations. But you never know. But then again, this prediction has always been up for every Royal Rumble since CM Punk left the company. Yep. But yeah, you know, one of these times it will be true, and it will be, it will be made truth. So. Uh, CM Punk. Verified for a 2025 Royal Rumble. Just CM Punk returned to WWE confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. All right. Um, another one who's been out of action for a while and a good point for him to come back at this point now um, would be uh, Andrade. He's another yes. missing in action. And, again, his thing, I don't think he was injured either, but uh, probably another fallout from the uh, Selena Vega thing because he actually showed support for her after she was let go. So that might be why he might have had some heat on him, too. So that's my thought process, but hey, I I could be wrong. Right, right. So here's one that is definitely nostalgia, and that would actually be a fitting tribute to his tag team partner, someone that we've watched for a long time, someone who passed away recently. 
Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Shad Gaspar. Um, his, there's a possibility that his tag team partner, JTG, may actually come into the Rumble. Right. Which, as I said, would be a fitting tribute to Shad because he touched a lot of... Um, he was very impactful. Right. Not only in the ring, but also out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And just his personality, his character... I mean, having JTG come back to the Rumble would be something that would be very fitting. Right, definitely. And you know, um, I, as a, a slight little joke thing, uh, when JTG was actually released from WWE, it was one of those he was still under contract yep. things because apparently he after Shad was let go, I think it was like about almost a year <clears throat> after that JTG was let go. And people yep. were like, He's still with him? I thought he he left. Yeah, he was doing stuff was, on main event yeah. and SmackDown a little bit. He Not had, even on SmackDown because he wasn't on any of the main shows, really. He well, was, he he did a couple of matches on some SmackDown. Some of the house shows, I think, is what yeah. he was doing. He might have been touring with the SmackDown group, but I don't think he really did anything with them. Right. So, <clears throat> um, so uh, my turn, my turn, my turn. My turn. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Okay, okay. Um, another return, Um, but another one of those hidden in plain sight ones, as they would say. Uh, um, that would be potentially uh, Wade Barrett. He's been sitting there on commentary on NXT, not really doing anything other than just commentating. And you know, he he obviously is still in wrestling condition, just looking at him. So it would be a very fitting return for him to at least do at least just the Royal Rumble, if not, you know, make a full return because that was one of the rumors that they were talking about for a while. Yep, there was actually the rumor of him being the mysterious leader of Retribution. Yep. Um, there was talks about him possibly putting a staple together in NXT. Yep. Um, there's been a lot of rumors with his participation. Yep. Um, hopefully he does hop back in the ring because, I mean, if he does, hopefully it is as the Bad News Barrett um, character. Well, there's even been the, the, the rumors of, you know, the, the Nexus revival. Yes, also. that is true. Because that was something that he had planned for last year's uh, WrestleMania was a Nexus re- return. Just for the the Firefly Funhouse match that they had with John Cena and, and uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, but since that got scrapped because of the pandemic, this would be an interesting opportunity for them to do it. Hopefully, they don't bring back Ryback. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Skip Sheffield. Skip Sheffield. Woo-hoo. Okay. But anyways, so speaking about Bray Wyatt, yes, as we already talked about this, but the Fiend returning to the Rumble. Yes. You know, which is going to be anticipated. We already discussed the mask and, of course, him being involved in the match with um, Randy Orton. So this one is a very high possibility. Now, is it a possibility of him actually taking part in the Rumble? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's that's a toss-up. Yeah, that's going to be a 50-50, honestly, yeah. because him and, and Orton beating the hell out of each other during the fun of um, Firefly Funhouse match. That's if they have it. If you know, mind you, everything is a po- is a possibility. It's a prediction. Yep. We do not actually know. But well, we're not Paul Heyman. <clears throat> we make predictions, not spoilers. Exactly. We're completely opposite. All right. So it's actually your turn. Okay. Um. So this is another one. Um. This is kind of one of those uh, gonna return, but quote unquote debut, re-debut. I guess you can say at this point here, and. Uh, that would be uh, Harry Smith, also known as currently David Boy Smith Jr. on the independent scene, which is the son of um, David Boy Smith. And because of the fact that he was supposed to make a kind of return 
uh, last year. Um, he 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 was under still contract with uh, MLW at the time, I think, but he was supposed to kind of come back last year for the a uh, Hall of Fame ceremony for for Dave Boy Smith. Uh, but you know that kind of all got scrapped. Um, but he has finished up with all of his other contracts, and last I heard, he was actually signed with uh, WWE. So whether he's going to be with NXT at this point here or main roster, no no one really knows, but. Right, exactly. But he is signed with him, from what I've heard. <clears throat> All right, so our final prediction to return. Oh, we got another return? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yep, we got one more. Because okay. this has actually been on a couple of YouTube channels that we watch. Mm-hmm. The King of Kings, the Cerebral Assassin, uh-uh. Triple H. So, which, you know. I thought that one was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of threw you... it away because he was kind of right there on Monday a couple weeks ago, but then he got... He kind of got teleported by the fiend or Bliss, Alexa Bliss. Bliss yeah. fiend. So the thing is, we already know that Hunter is pretty much semi-retired, but right. Vince always wants him to do at least one more match. One more match. He's becoming the new Undertaker, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Now, granted, he's already he's always in phenomenal shape. Right. He's always ready to go. So seeing Triple H in a Rumble, it's a high possibility. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Now. Now we got a couple more people here, and these are all the rumor ones because of their recent uh, contracts ending and whatnot. So these are rumors that will probably show up. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Let's save that one because we still have to go through the women's. Well, no, the, uh, well, these are. I'm going to stick with the men's. We're going to get all the men's ones okay, done, okay. and then we're going to go to the women. Okay, that works. Okay, that works. Anyways, okay so minutes. these are all. Um, these uh, there's three of them that we have listed here, but I don't know if you had any more on your list, but I have three more. Nope. The three. Okay. So okay, so so these are all people who just recently got done with their contracts with whatever company they're with, or possibly leaving their contracts. So um, I'm gonna go with one of the the obvious ones, which is uh, Ethan Page, formerly of the North of TNA, um, so former tag team partner there, uh, tag team champion in TNA, and there's been talks that he was in talks with WWE. So uh, whether anything has come out of that or not, um, if anything, as a one-off shot of him showing up. To, to just a gauge fan reaction would be a good possibility for him. And granted, I know that he was very upset with Impact having him mm-hmm. do the Ethan Page versus the Karate Man match. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he said that that Impact had the worst version of it on the show, right. on their pay-per-view, and that the best version of it, he actually put out on his own YouTube page for free for people to watch, right. which I may actually watch that tonight, too. Quite honestly. So, <clears throat> we do have to talk about Switchblade Jay White. Right. Now, as of right now, it is unconfirmed on if he's actually going to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. We don't know if it's actually a storyline work um, with the company or if Jay White is actually going to pull the trigger and actually leave New Japan. But there has been some discussions, some rumors around Jay White possibly signing with WWE. Um, WWE has actually been talking to him about coming to the Fed and actually being part of their programming. Uh, Where would he um, fall in if it would be Raw, SmackDown, or even NXT? You never know. But he is a possibility of returning depending on if his departure from New Japan is more storyline-based or actual-based. Right. And that's the big thing. And I, I, I'm still weighing and heavily thinking it is story. Yeah. But 
you know, there is a, still a chance that, you know, he could pull, uh, you know, uh, Lex Luger or, or uh, you know, uh, some of the other guys who just walked off and then popped up on the other show and people are like, WTF, mate. You mean uh, like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall? Well, thing? those ones were actual contracting ones, but I mean like yeah. that, that walked off like uh, Rick Rude who showed up on WCW when yeah. he was still technically on contract with WWF. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Now, the last one on our list of potential possibilities is Dalton Castle. Um, people might not be very familiar with the name, but uh, if you've watched uh, New Japan or ROH or even uh, some of AEW's in, uh, initial all-in all or double-or-nothing ones, um, he was involved in those, I believe. Yep. Um, he He's a very, um, I would say, fancy-looking wrestler, but um, my personal... Um, view of him, I have not really actually seen very much of him myself, so I can't give you a good opinion on him. But uh, a lot of people have said he is very, very great in the ring, and um, it would be another one of those if they don't sign him, they might have him as a one-off person just to have him show up, just to to gauge ratings to see what they think of him. All right, here we go. We're gonna have to go a little rapid fire on the women's because right. the men's list was very extensive. Yes. So, let's so we're going to pull a corner and fast forward through this. No, no, we're not, no, not going to go that much. But starting off with potential returns for the women in the Royal Rumble is, first off, feel the glow with Naomi. There we go. She was, I believe, injured, uh, but they never really focused on it. They never really told us what was going on. And so, you know, hey, <laughs> um, we'll go with the uh, next obvious possibility, which is Becky Lynch, because... You know, she, she's she been off for because of the pregnancy thing, and um, whether she feels she is ready to get back in the ring, it, this will be the time to see if she's ready or not right away. But if not, you know, obviously it can be built up later. Yep. A, another potential participant in the Royal Rumble, or at least making a view in the Royal Rumble, is going to be Trish Stratus because her and Sasha Banks have been on Twitter possibly teasing a potential match against each other. For WrestleMania, which would be amazing, but you never know. Yep. Well, um, another big, highly rumored return, and that's because she's still technically under contract for another, what, four months? Yep. Um, and that's Ronda Rousey. Uh, but that's all going to be based off of whether she is medically cleared or not, because I know she posted a while back on her Instagram or social media things that she apparently has a broken cervical disc or something like that. Yep. So, yeah. <clears throat> So another return, which technically she's already in WWE, but hasn't really been utilized, Eva Marie. Yeah. Because she was supposed to be involved in Legends Night. She was supposed to be involved in the previous pay-per-view and other different projects that WWE has, but yet she hasn't been utilized yet. All righty. Another possible return, and this will be one that's coming off of the quote-unquote injured list. Um, was the the woman who lost her tag team title match spot because of the then women's tag team champions, which is Lana? Yes, it'll be after the eighteen tables she took. She went through. It took one stomp to her arm and leg, and then she was out. Yeah, we won't. We'll probably discuss that another time a little <laughs> bit further. But the next individual is someone who hasn't been on WWE in quite a while, and that is Melina. Yes. She returned on the Legends Night, and I think she was on the Raw 1000 or whatever the last big Raw major thing was. Yep. 
Um, but there was talk <clears throat> that she was supposedly going to be re-signed, and uh, we haven't really seen much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she could have at least came out with Lucha House Party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she got to do a little Lucha Lucha dance with them, and then that was it. Yep. All right, so we're going to go to the rumor mill here. Um, and since we already mentioned the husband on on the, the men's one, let's go with the one that a lot of people would love to see back, and that's AJ Lee, who didn't really have any bad blood with them other than, you know, just uh, seeing Punk walking out. Punk, yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. So, I mean, it would be wonderful to see AJ in the ring. I mean, Good. just looking at her pictures right now, you – she still is hot. Yeah. And you know she keeps in shape and everything. So just want to say, AJ, if somehow you're listening, you're hot. Um, CM Punk, if you're, you're hot. Real hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CM Punk, if you're listening, dude, my jujitsu is better than yours. Just saying. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways, let's hop into some rumored anticipated women that may be coming in during the Rumble. Yes. So, actually, this one is your turn. No, it's your turn. I just said A.J. Lee. So it's oh, your okay. Turn. So, it's one, your one <laughs> particular. Now, she is a free agent right now, but she did have some controversy with mm-hmm. her. Um, she was in talks with different promotions to come in, but it feels like WWE may pull the trigger on this mm-hmm. one, and it is Tessa Blanchard. Yes, and just as a little side note, think of one thing that, that one game that they were advertising for 2020, WWE 2020. Battlegrounds, yeah. The, the picture, one of the pictures, <clears throat> kind of very reminiscent to how they're doing the uh, Royal Rumble, that kind of comic booky looking art, mm-hmm. kind of booky art style of, they, they used the picture of Tessa Blanchard, and apparently I guess her people or the person who took that picture got a hold of uh, the Battlegrounds gaming people and said, hey, you're using my stuff without my permission. Yeah. Think about that. This would be the op- opportunity to make that picture reality. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. All right. So one more last one of the potential possible people to, to show up in the Women's Royal Rumble, and that would be the wife of uh, John Morrison, which is Taya Valkyrie. Her contract had been finished with um, TNA for a while. She only kind of just stuck around to finish up the program she was running with um, the quote-unquote uh, – who shot Johnny Bravo and uh, the uh, other storyline where she was uh, working with Deanna Perrazzo for on the women's knockout title. So, yep. so granted, her departure from Impact is somewhat bittersweet. Yeah, she she was the longest reigning Impact champion, uh, women's knockout champion. Excuse yep. me. Um, and she did actually her her contract did finalize, but she did stick around. So. So she's in good kind of contact with him still. So yeah, if, so that does give her a little leeway that if she deci- if she doesn't get picked up by WWE or possibly AEW, she can always probably go back to TNA. But that's all depending on how she wants to do. Exactly. So let's talk about some some of our ideas for NXT participants. Right now, I I will preface this with. I have a list of people from NXT, the NXT women's roster and the NXT men's roster. Now, everyone on the women's roster, I see very much possibly being in the actual Royal Rumble because, again, sadly, the women's roster is not as flushed out as the men's is. 
and so they usually will pull in the uh, returning people, the one-off people, and then pull in some NXT women. Right, right. So um, I'll give you my list, and I believe uh, Cheshire has a, a very similar list, but he might have a couple extra. So, so here, let's go through the ones that we both agree on. Okay. And then, because I know I have one that you don't have on your list. so. All right, so um, we're going to start off with uh, Candice LeRae. She's been a very focal point in NXT for a while, and she would be obviously very much usable in the Royal Rumble as someone who is on the caliber of the main roster. Exactly. Um, another one that we've discussed, and she's poised for a main roster call-up. Matter of right. fact, she should have been called up already. Right. But um, Rhea Ripley. Yes, definitely. And, and then I would say this would probably springboard her into the, her, her main roster call-up. So um, Another one who um, just finished up her feud with Rhea Ripley uh, was, would be Raquel Gonzalez. She's very much usable. Um, they could focus on her as the, the the common the new age China because that is what they've been basically building her as. Right. She's, she's the big badass woman that you know can can run the places she wants to. Exactly. So one another one that we both discussed. Um, she's been getting a good build up in NXT. Uh, she was the host of Halloween Havoc. We have to talk about Shotzi Blackheart right. now. I know Cornette hates. Shotzi with a burning passion, but to see her in the Rumble would be a huge boon for her career. And I believe she was in it last year too. I believe. Yes, she was. She was. So, so it'd be a reason why they would use her again because she can actually. It's it, she's on the level of the people that that's in there. Um, another one would be Tony Storm at this point because she's another person that they have been building up some. Um, they've kind of pulled back from her some, but she's still usable and she is on the level that they would say. Yes, she could be called up to main roster at any point. Yes. So one that we do have to discuss because right now she is in a program with Raquel Gonzalez and also in a semi-program with Tony Storm and a semi-program with Mercedes Martinez, but that is the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. Right. And again, she's another one of those people that could be called up to the main roster at any time. Um, and this would be a good p- vocal point for her as well if she goes on and, p- and wins this. Um, and since they're building into the NXTs, um, well, we, we, a lot of people have been joking that they they better call it uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre because that's the NXT pay-per-view that's happening on Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, she can lose her title to uh, Mercedes Martinez there, and then that will build up to a point where she can call for a rematch at WrestleMania or pick on someone else at WrestleMania. Exactly, exactly. Including her former Twin Tails <clears throat> partner, Asuka. Which would be wonderful, honestly. Yes. So another individual, um, she just made her return to NXT not too long ago, but we have to talk about the Warrior Queen, Ember Moon. Exactly. Uh, the, the Warrior Goddess. Warrior Goddess, yes. 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 Um, so, yeah, she, she's uh, someone who didn't get really a chance to do anything at the last year's Women's Royal Rumble, I believe. Um, I think she was in the 2019 one. Yep. I don't think she was in the 2018, I don't think. We may if have she to was, it was one. It was very limited. Right. Um and my other pick that I that I think would be a one that they have on on roster and they really haven't done anything with her so unless she's injured or out with illness quote unquote um would be uh Santana Garrett. She's another one of their recent signings that obviously has been around for a while, knows what she's doing 
and she she could be definitely used in the Royal Rumble to, to elevate her on into some kind of storyline on NXT. Now, one that I had on my list, right. um, and she participated in, I want to say last year's probably um, Royal Rumble, uh, Zia Lee, because she has a lot of focus on her right now Yes, um, with the rebuild storyline where right. her and Boa were tortured and... And now they're like these wrecking machines, even though Boa hasn't done anything in the damn ring. Yep. So it's inter- it'll be interesting to see her in the Rumble again with her new persona. Yep. All right. So uh, anything else? Did you have anyone else? No, no, no. Because for uh, a minute there, I was going to put Mercedes Martinez yeah. in there, which, I mean, I'm going to still say that's a possibility. Right. Is it a probability? You never know. Yeah. But I have a feeling, just me personally, that she may... <laughs> Hop in there somewhere because as of right now, looking at all the women that they have, they need some powerhouses yes. in this thing. Yeah, and that's the reason why I'm thinking that all these women that they're going to have, uh, I like to say that the way WWE will do it, and it doesn't seem like WWE has very much buildup, but usually the Royal Rumble is a focal point of A, building new stars, B, um, you know, transitioning stars into different roles. And this is why... Again, why Ripley and a couple of these other uh, women that I've I've listed here are probably going to be in the Royal Rumble match just because they're going to either transition into main roster or transition them into some kind of new role or main role in the NXT roster itself. Exactly. <clears throat> so we already talked about the women, so now we have to talk about the men. Right. And so for this one here, these are the NXT men that have a good chance of showing up. Now with this list here... Um, I'm not going to give a guarantee on all of them. I can say a couple of them are, are more than likely. At least one specifically, I would say, is very definite, and that is going to be Damian Priest. Definitely. Because... because he is supposed to have been moved to the SmackDown, or at least the main roster by now, and they they pushed him back because, well, they they established, wait, the storyline and gimmick they wanted to give him Doesn't didn't work. Doesn't make any work. sense. <laughs> it really doesn't in hindsight. So... One that I would like to see, mm-hmm. and actually there was a couple of YouTube videos that we're watching today that actually suggested this. Right. And that's Tommaso Ciampa. Exactly, and Ciampa has been, I believe, was in one of them before. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah, um, he is, again, another one they can really use as a focal point. Um, he is has a lot of experience, obviously, and he has worked with all these guys at one point or another, probably. Yeah. Now, um, one of the people I think that they will probably use in the Royal Rumble, because they do like to use at least a couple NXT guys, and this is someone that they've been building up for a while, and that's Kyle O'Reilly. Because, uh, again, his recent build-up against uh, his, his shots at Finn Balor, and now him, you know, kind of falling back some, but since they've kind of focused on every uh, Undisputed member already has been in a, a Battle Royal or Royal Rumble at one point or another, except for Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley, And since Riley is the one getting the singles push at this point here, that it would be a good push to put him in there, I think. Definitely. So one that I actually like, and I know you like. Yes. And this would actually be a very interesting one. I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis. Yes. Uh, again, Dexter Loomis uh, has uh, a lot of talent to him. Um, Jim Cornette will even tell you that, yes, he likes the guy, but he does not like the gimmick. So that is one of the things that they'll say he he does like his work, but he doesn't like the gimmick. So so think about that much. It, he does have that potential. 
Um, another guy that they've been pushing kind of hard on uh, on NXT and even kind of semi-repackaged him for his return um, and would be kind of a good um, addition to the Men's Royal Rumble would be Bronson Reed, the, the colossal one, as they've been calling him. Even though that they slightly repackaged him at, as a Bam Bam Bigelow-esque character, yeah, a big guy that is athletic. And don't get me wrong, I love the gimmick. Right. And it would be good to see him on the Royal Rumble. Right. But I don't know how he would fare in the Rumble. He I would say he 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 would he would be there more or less for the you know, oh my god, this is a big guy and it's going to take more than one guy to get him out of the ring. Oh, it's just another big big guy. Like a Keith Lee or, you know, yeah. Big Show or whatever. Exactly, exactly. All right. So, one NXT star that I can possibly see in the Rumble. Mhm. And they've been building him up since he came. And granted, he just came back from injury. Yep. And he's making a tear through NXT. Cam, uh, Karrion Cross. Yes. Karrion Cross would be a good one because he, just like Dexter, Dexter Loomis, they're both unpredictable. Right. And he is a monster. Yes. And and I can also see that even him getting eliminated in the in the Royal Rumble can still keep him strong. It yeah. is not something where you get limited in Royal Rumble, your your push is killed. He he can still be strong even by getting eliminated. Um, another good one to throw in here, and this is just because of their recent match again, and he he is someone that's well known on around the world, and that's Timothy. Ta- ah, I can't see. Wow, <laughs> I, I must have gotten hit by him a couple times. Timothy Thatcher, and you know the the crazy uh, roughneck shooter guy. So he would be a definite uh, impressive showing in the show, I believe. Yep. He definitely would, especially with his old school style yeah. of catches catch cam wrestling, his very smash mouth approach. Yeah. I mean, you really can't damage the guy. He, yeah. he He's insane. He, he, anything you do to him, he's, he's already gone through him before. He's, he's not going to worry about it. So this one, I'm going to say it's a possibility, but mm-hmm. it probably won't happen. But it's a possibility due to his stature in NXT. Right. And this one is Johnny Gargano. Yes. You know, granted, Johnny has been involved with, like, the Survivor Series matches mm-hmm. where it was SmackDown Raw versus NXT. Right. Um, I can't remember if he was involved in a Rumble before. I think he was. Um, and that obviously this was back when he was still kind of baby-facing it. But yeah. Um. Yeah. He. He. I believe he was in, if not last year's, the year before. Yeah. So. So I. I could see him involved in the rumble. Mm. But as I said, is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? Uh, I'm gonna go more. Forty. No. Like thirty percent. He would. Seventy yeah. percent. We won't see his ass in there. Yeah. All right. Your turn. All right. Well, this is another one that uh, they've kind of used before, but he just fits so well in it, and that would be uh, Pete Dunne. Because, hey, you, you can't keep the bruiser weight down. And, you know, I, I would assume he probably has some uh, some uh, back catalog stuff with Riddle. So it would be a good addition to the Royal Rumble just for their interaction. Can you imagine Dunn being called up to the main roster, put into the team with RVD and Riddle? Oh, God. Well, see, the, the, the question again comes up, and also with, with Timothy Thatcher. I can't even say his name today. Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Timothy. Are you sure you're not having Timothy a stroke right now? 
Thatcher. I might be. I don't know. Wow. But yeah, again, with uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher was the replacement for Pete Dunne during you know everything was locked down and Pete Dunne could not come back to the U.S. And at the time, uh, Riddle and Dunne were the NXT Tag Team Champions, and so maybe Riddle might hold some animosity toward Dunne for setting up you know Thatcher as his tag team partner because. The way the buildup kind of was was that it was going to be, you know, they were going to implode. It was going to be Dunn and, and Riddle imploding. But then since Dunn couldn't get back to the States, they just had the implosion between Riddle and, and, and Thatcher. Right, right. But, but then again with Riddle, you know, he probably might not remember that far back. So, you know, I had memory. Huh? Exactly. Okay. So the final person that we have to talk about for NXT is Isaiah Swerve Scott. Right. I mean, he's making a turn more as a heel. He's mm-hmm. becoming more brash, more cocky, but he does have the moveset and the athleticism to back up his claims. Right. So he would definitely be a good addition to the Royal Rumble. Right. And even him when he was working on the uh, independent scene as, I believe, Shane Strickland, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, he, he was touted as, you know, having studied basically every f- style and being able to adjust with those styles. So whether it be Progressio or uh, Lucha Libre or even the Catches Cascan style or the uh, American style wrestling. Yeah, he, he he was studying a little bit of everything, learning from everything. So yes, he, he would be very adaptable in it. Which he definitely shows that in NXT. Right. He showed it during the Cruiserweight Classic and in 205 Live. So he does have a very strong repertoire of moves that he can use so i think that pretty much covers everything that we really needed to discuss with the rumble i mean it's a lot of information a lot of predictions yes a lot of possibilities but in terms of probabilities you you never know yes now granted monkey that's me you won't be here to watch the rumble yeah i i unfortunately have gotten my my recent schedule shift me back to from being on overnights to quote unquote days um, has apparently put me on the closing shift the majority of the time. So I will not be here to watch it live, but we will probably have a review some of it on our own personal time, and we'll probably discuss it a little bit afterwards. But yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So seeing how that's somewhat of a buzzkill that you won't be here for it. I figure that we do something that will lighten the move, mood uh-huh. a little bit. Aha. Uh-huh. So, seeing how the world of Cameo <laughs> is just full of treasure. Yes. Quite honestly, because um, also, shout out to um, Jim Cornette and Brian Lass, of course. You know, you're some of our biggest in- inspirations for podcasting. And for those who are fans of Jim Cornette and the Cult of Cornette, you can actually catch um, the drive-through and also the experience on YouTube and also on Patreon. Now, mind you, they're not—they're um, not sponsors for this podcast. They're not sponsors or official affiliates of ours. Or we're not official affiliates of theirs. You know? Yeah, they—they—they're like we don't exist. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're the. I mean, we only tout probably like 15 listeners a week, so I'm just saying. Which, you know, spread the word. We're trying to look for some more listeners, quite honestly. But anyways, so going back on Cameo here.
Aha. Um, there's one that I found. Oh, what do you got? What do we got? The Great Kali. Oh. <laughs> so how much do you think? Now, mind you, for those who do not know the Great Kali, he is a former WWE um, world champion. Yes. He was, <laughs> um, how can I explain it? He was a monster that turned into a comedy act. Yes. Um, he was infamous with his um, rivalry against The Undertaker in the Punjabi prison match. No. <laughs> that match does, no, does not exist in our minds, just so. But anyways, I found his cameo page. So uh, how much do you think he costs for a cameo? $11 billion because he is a movie star and he's, he's essentially treated like a god in India apparently from, yes. from the reports I've heard. Yes, he or is. He, with, when he shows up, when they were touring India with WWE – Literally, the whatever government officials, people would come to the airport and pick him up in a limo and take him around like he was the biggest star in the world. Exactly. So, he's actually $100. $100. Yep. Now, his re- his actual response rate, mm-hmm. three days. Three days, okay. Which is understandable because, you know, he is in India. He is busy with CWE. Yep. Um, so he does a lot. So <clears throat> he has four for birthday celebration and one for gift. Which one do you want to hear? I have a sneaky suspicion of what's going to happen with the birthday one. So let's go with one of the birthday ones because I, 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 I highly believe he's going to be singing happy birthday, which is going to be great. All right. We're going to go with the very first one. All right. Hold on one second. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Here is the great Kali wishing someone a happy birthday. Now that one wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, I would say the the problem with that one was I think he 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 was kind of trying to figure out what was sent to him to say. Right, and that's why he got confused. Um, I, I kind of wished he was hung happy birthday because that would have been awesome. Oh yeah, because that would have been the greatest thing ever. But still, I give him props. So from the last time that we were on here, oh god, they did add on some new wrestlers. Okay, who we got? So, Sean Dean. Who's that? <laughs> I do not know. Kip Sabian, of course, he's part of AEW. Right, and if you've uh, paid attention to the uh, the drive-thru recently, I believe uh, he was 
one of the ones that they played um, one of his cameo stuff from on there. And yep. And uh, even Cornette had to say, "Wow, this is like one of those. Why are you guys booking him this way? He he would work better this way." Exactly. Uh, Bull James. Okay. B Priestley. B Priestley. Okay, I know who she is. Uh, the hold on. Well, uh, the metalhead maniac Sledge. Guess he works for Impact. I guess that must be uh maybe one of Warhorse's cousins. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Sydney Bacabella. 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 Yep. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Woohoo! Yeah. Should we go for that one? Let's go with the Drew McIntyre one. No. Hopefully we don't get uh, DMCA'd by by WWE. Yeah, you're right. Let's actually avoid this one. Yeah. Um, Serena Deeb, who is right. NWA Women's Champion, also AEW cha- um, wrestler. Yep. James Storm and Michael Buffer. Let's go with James Storm, which is, uh, again, that's another one of those ones that was supposedly signed with WWE, but hasn't been able to make his official return slash uh, debut. Well, he's actually been working with Impact quite a bit recently. So how much do you think uh, James Storm runs? Uh, $25 because he needs enough to buy a case of beer. $40. So two cases of beer. Got it. Okay. With an option for chatting with him, which starts at four ninety nine. Hmm. Okay. So and what do you think about his um, response rate? I would say probably about twelve hours. Four days. Four days. Wow. He he needs some recovery time. <laughs> so he has two. Two. Ooh. One for pep talk and one for holiday. He probably has a lot more on there. It's just that, you know, he's he's delayed. <laughs> so, want to go for pep talk? Let's go with a pep talk. See what he's got. All right. Hold on one second. So, here we are with James Storm giving a pep talk. Hey, what's up, wrestling crew? It is the cowboy James Mother Effing Storm. That creep women moonshine sipping. He's got a point. He's true. It's true. Hey, we're going to keep traveling. We're going to keep doing our best. And we're going to make 2021 our bitch. And if you don't like that, tell the rest of the group, sorry about your damn luck. There you go. That was extremely motivational. That that was epic. That, that, I, that I, hit I was... me right there. All right. So. <laughs> As a quick side note, um. Apparently, one of the things that I heard on the discussion about some of the cameo stuff, uh, uh, I guess apparently um, Virgil slash Vincent ha- had a little controversy <clears throat> with some of his videos. Apparently, a, a little controversy. Let, yeah. Let's actually talk about this. The the controversy being, um, he 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 was uh, might as well be called Johnny because uh, he he had one out and it was. His in his hand, so uh, yeah, doing a couple of videos, so yeah. So for those who haven't been keeping up with this, and thankfully that um the the Ali Simple clause is up. Um, uh, Virgil in a few of his cameo videos, um, he had his uh, meat and potatoes out, yeah, 
and quite a few people noticed this in the cameos and like at first people were thinking you know this isn't really happening but he was doing a birthday cameo where he was recording and it was obvious that his twig and berries were showing in their glory so um are you trying to look up one right now what are you doing actually are you that interested in never mind i I don't want to (laughs) know thankfully all the ones that they were talking about are not on here because that would have been extremely nuts (laughs) <laughs> Get it? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you sucky <laughs> bastard, you. That's right. But anyways. Okay. <clears throat> so I think we have time for one more. All right. What are we going for? Because you mentioned him before. Yes. And he's one of our favorites. He is. He's, he's the most bang for your buck. So we do have to go with the mascot again. Yes. So I'm looking for him right now. I'm just going to type it. Because we enjoyed the mask goat the last Oh, time. yeah. He's, he goes on a rant for like five bucks, which is the greatest deal ever, man. Exactly. And he's wholesome. Yeah. He has a lot of flair. So, as you would recall, I mean, actually, wow, it seems like his price went down. What? It went down from five? Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's still <sighs> at five. With a 99 cent uh, chat option. I was about to say, it went down from $5. I don't know if you can go any lower than 5 That's like the lowest I've ever heard on, on there. Well, there's actually a couple that were like 3 bucks on here. Well, that's because... Never mind. Yeah. But anyways, he has one for birthday... No, two for birthday celebration, one for pep talk, and two that are not even titled. Now, the question is, are those ones we saw before? Because I think the ones that weren't titled are the ones we went to before. I don't think he has anything. No, he doesn't have anything new, so we really can't. Aww. Boo. Boo. Boo, you goat man. Boo. Now, we don't, we're not actually booing you because, you know, we're just booing because you don't have any new content out. Not yet, at least. We'll so figure there out. There you go. Something. Everyone send requests to the masked goat. That way you can get more content out. Exactly. Come on. It costs you $5. It's the best. And and whatever your taxes in your in your state province, whatever it probably is, point, buddy. And it's a good time, yeah. honestly. He he's one of the best. All right. So, also as a side note, another one to uh, uh, get in con to check out. I believe um, what's the guy's name? The um, Ian Riccaboti from uh, uh, R R O H. Yeah. 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 Ian Riccaboti. Uh, right now, I believe all of his uh, cameo profits that he's getting this month uh, is going to a I believe. Uh, an LGBT like support group yep. or something yep. Yep. in uh, Philadelphia, where he's from. Yep. So that's another good cause if you want to, you know, not only a get um, a good video from someone who apparently will give you a lot for your money, which I believe he's ten dollars. Yep. Um. So you get a lot for your money, and then all that is actually going to go to a good cause. So one, you get a, a shout out from him. Two, you know, you're helping a good cause. So exactly. You know what? I think we can actually wrap it up for the night so because i'm looking through these (laughs) cameos we're gonna have to do an actual like full-on cameo episode oh god it's gonna be so much work where we actually hit like the different 
um, categories that they have. Because, you know, they have tons of categories. They oh, have... Yeah. Well, we, we hit a couple of them before. We hit, you know, the greatest one of all, the uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Yes. Who went on his <laughs> weird, crazy tangent for, like, an hour. Oh, no, no, no. Th- this gets even better. Because I'm looking at the list of all the categories. Uh-huh. Like, they have Am- Amazon Prime, Discovery, Hallmark, voice actors, um, actors that were on the BBC. Not... not you know, just saying, not the other type of BBC, but the actual British broadcasting oh, channel. Oh, oh. Um, Disney, Hulu, West End, Bollywood, drama, movies, Broadway, film, Netflix, comedy, HBO, TV, Comic-Con, Hallmark, and video game actors. And then they have tons of categories for athletes, for comedians, creators, uh, gamers, and so many more. So we may actually have to do a full-on cameo episode. We may have to do it for a geeking around the table yeah. if a geeking around the table actually happens. Yeah, that that's the unfortunate. Uh, we're, we're having a a little uh, a situation uh, planage out thing. People have busy lives. Yes, but anyway, actually, I wanted to have you look up one quick thing on cameo since we're here. Okay, see if Jeff Bennett is on there. Jeff Bennett. Yes, he's a voice actor. All right, hold on one second. Let me go back on Cameo because I actually <clears throat> took myself out of it. You said Jeff Bennett? Yes. Jeff. Oh, come on. What the devil? The deuce. Jeff. Oh, uh-oh. Is he on there? Uh-oh. Oh, God. Johnny Bravo. Oh, all right. How much do you think this man is worth? He's got worth eleven billion dollars. Damn it! I don't care what you say. No, uh, five ninety nine. What? Five hundred ninety nine or five dollars ninety nine? Oh, sorry, sorry. Fifty five dollars. Fifty five dollars. Okay. Fifty five dollars. I was like, what? Five ninety nine? Is that fifty five ninety nine? No, no, no. <laughs> so fifty five dollars. Okay. And also, he has a chat option for three ninety nine. Ooh. Okay. What's the turnaround? Uh, his turnaround is one day. Nice. Now, he has one for question, one for birthday celebration, and three that are untitled. Let's go with untitled A. Let's go with that one. So we're going to go with the first one. Hold on yes. one second, because this may actually be interesting. So, so now it's going to come to question, because before you play it, don't play it yet. Okay. Okay, so for those not familiar, not only was he Johnny and Bravo, he also played... Um, Dexter's dad in, in Dexter's laboratory. Yeah. Now, one of the most uh, familiar voices you might recognize him for, if if you're from our era, is he played Brooklyn on the Gargoyles cartoon series. Yes, I remember that. So, so he's done a lot of actual voice acting outside that because Brooklyn was the voice actor for Brooklyn. Also, did not only a lot of cartoons, but he went on to do a lot of game stuff as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie that sometimes when I heard his voice, I was like, it's like. It's Brooklyn's voice from Gargoyles. I didn't even know the guy's name. So. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Hello, Annalise. This is Ozzy from Land Before Time. Oh, I'm going to say two. It's a very long time ago, <laughs> but I do remember saying, when I wake up, first thing I do, Exactly. 
Feeding myself is very, very <laughs> yes. easy because you yes. see, I'm ridiculously picky. Uh, <laughs> I hope they didn't frighten you. And uh, yeah, that's that's great that you heard uh, heard me doing the the Christopher Walken on on Bob Paulson's Tacky Tone Show. Uh, I believe, yes, it was. LA's fine. The sun shines most of the time. The feeling is laid back. Yes. Palm trees grow. The rents are low. But you know, I keep thinking about making my way back. Why couldn't we have found him earlier? I don't know. New York City born and raised. Nowadays, I'm lost between two shores. LA's fine. But it ain't home. New York's home. But it ain't mine no more. No one there, and no one heard at all, not even a chair. I am a crime. I am set eyes. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> yes, uh, he ran out. I hope that uh, brightened your day, Annalise. It brightened my day. Give your sisters a big hug for me, too. Ciao. Ciao. Okay, why couldn't we have found him earlier? Honestly, that would have, we could have started, you know what? Because, because I just feel like it. Next show, we have to start off with at least one more of his cameos, j- just as a good mood set. All right. Sounds like a fair play. Fair play, I say. Fair play. Oh, that was amazing. But, anyways. This has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking glass in illogical madness. And as always, we have been your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey, and the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as the Cheshire Cat, we are everywhere, yet nowhere. Tune in for next week's episode as we cover Thunderbolt Fantasy. Yes. Have a good night, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.